Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of Popcorn Hangover. I'm Anna. And I'm John. And this week, we will be reviewing our second Marvel movie, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. So we're really sticking with these origin stories. We honestly debated doing Infinity War because we just watched that, but we're going to take some time before we get into that big stuff. Yeah, we made a business decision that we should let our audience build up Um, even though most normal people have seen all of these movies. Um, But we're going to slowly work our way through the MCU. It might not be back-to-back episodes, but like we're going to get there. Yeah, we're we're really on um, an MCU kick, I think, especially after watching WandaVision, after watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and now watching, and now being getting excited for Loki. I just feel like I have constantly, like lately, just been watching a lot of Marvel movies and wanting to watch a lot of Marvel movies. And ones I haven't seen in a while, too. also, this was kind of timing, kind of what put Marvel in my head last week, is they released that teaser of, like, all the stuff that's coming out, but they also did, like, a retrospective on, like, what's been so far. Did you cry? I cried. I didn't cry, no. I had a tear come down my face. When they showed the um, reenactment, like, so they showed the live um, reaction. Oh, yeah, that was so cool. For the, yes. Yeah, so, sorry, this is such a sidetrack. I hope, if you have not seen this Marvel trailer where they show what's coming up, and it was more so like an, an homage to the movie saying, like, we'll be yeah. back. Yeah. And I think that's why, and as I've, I've been on record on this um, podcast, being really upset that they keep pushing Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not upset. In the fact that, like, I know they're they're making the right decision. I am not as smart as Kevin Feige. I understand that. It's more so. It's not him well, making that decision. It's yes, Disney. But I also think there it is very true that like these movies, in my opinion, are meant to see in theaters. Yeah. You, you are meant to see these films in theaters, and that's kind of what they were saying. Like, we'll we'll be back. We'll yes. we'll see you at the movies. And that's what we want. And mm-hmm. I and so like I think that's why I was so emotional because it was like they're showing like just how important it is to view these in the theaters and that like we've said this so many times there will never i mean i've been to a lot of premieres for various different um uni- like cinematic universes mm-hmm. and nothing will ever ever compare to endgame watching that in theaters on opening yeah. night in a packed house and just experiencing that with all these people you felt like you had a bond by the end it's so interesting because so they announced like you know the next, I think it's like four movies. Like, we've known this for a while. I think it's like five. They did a lot. But at the end of it, they teased Fantastic Four. Yeah. And like, looking at their timeline, they have stuff booked for the next like four years, every like three to four months. Next year, five Marvel movies are coming out. Five. I'm like, holy crap. We're like, I was trying to think about this. So five I, plus all of the other, like all of the, the things shows, they've been giving us. Um, But like what I was thinking of to tie into your Avengers point is like we the thing they haven't announced is when the next Avengers movie is that's so I was just about to say that like we don't know what our next big team up movie is going to be I mean we know that there's going to be a lot of crossovers like with Doctor Strange and Guardians and, with and Guardians Thor. and Thor um and there might be some other overlaps in other movies that we're not even sure of but I agree there we don't know when the next Avengers movie is and we don't know what what is it are they going to be you know, part of me thinks it could be like them going up against each other again, like, like, like in kind civil of a civil war, war thing. Yeah. I can see that because they're they're painting that with things that you know. And if you haven't seen Falcon and Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 
and um and WandaVision, then like, sorry, get out of this podcast and go watch that and come back. But like the way that they're teasing things, like the way that and ended it with Wanda. Yeah. And you know, I and like what's gonna happen with Loki, like I don't, you know, those might I may not ever come back to things, but I just feel like it could be another like versus each other, but yeah. in a different way. The thing the thing is though, like the movie of the ones coming out this year, I think the one that's going to be like the the big event is going to be Spider-Man in December because it's confirmed that Tobey Maguire's in it. It's confirmed that Andrew Garfield's in it. It's confirmed that Doc Ock from the yeah. Tobey Maguire. Like, it's confirmed that it's going to be a multiverse movie, which is going to tie a lot of... It's going to be crossover, but it's not going to be crossover with stuff that we're like super close to us right mm-hmm. right now, unlike Avengers, which like, you know, you might have had a movie six months before that ties right into it. Well, so... Yeah, like, I mean, I guess it's... I mean, obviously, Marvel has this all figured out, yeah. but w- it's hard to know, like, what even is the next Avengers going to be about? I mean, like, it's, it's, everything seems so small at the, this the point thing from is, what we've seen already happen, you the know? Thing, the thing that, like, kind of what goes to my mind is, like, we might not have an Avengers movie for, this might sound ridiculous, for, like, 10 years because, no, because they're going to start doing X-Men and they're going to start doing Fantastic Four and they might just be, like, the Avengers were the focus, but now, like, we're focusing elsewhere. I, I think you're exaggerating a bit. I don't think 10 years is a... But maybe five? Yeah. I don't. I think that they could wait a while to get, because yeah. they have all these other things going on and I'll be satisfied with them doing team-ups but they're gonna have to get to a point where it's like all right yeah everyone's coming back we're bringing them all back yeah you know or bringing at least a team people back yeah yeah exactly i and mean like we gotta get we're obviously gonna get a captain america movie with falc with with um with, Fal- with anthony mackie and like we're, we we know these things are coming it's it's just so hard because there's no straight line anymore but i love it but i i'm so confused <laughs> yeah so um in a very long-winded way we've had marvel on the mind Obviously, we um, just want to talk about Marvel. Things. Watch, watch the teaser if you haven't. It is awesome. I'm very excited to get into see Black Widow in July. Yes, so excited! Um, oh my gosh, it's wild because we haven't seen any new promos for that movie, and yet I'm getting more excited for it because I think it's going to be a good movie. Oh yeah, I'm it just, has to be. Like, I mean, it would suck if it if it's like underwhelming and we waited this long. It's going to be like, ugh, <laughs> uh, seriously. But I don't think it's going to be like that. No. So. Um, but let's kind of transition into from the future of Marvel to the really towards, phase one. I mean, one of the first movies, uh, the fourth movie, I believe in yeah, the Marvel, it is. um, cinematic. No, universe. no, it's the fifth. It's the fifth Hulk, Iron Man two and, um, Thor. Oh, I forgot that Iron Man one and two came yeah. out before this. So what are you doing? Oh, sorry. Yes. So I feel like it's just such a great one to go back to because mm-hmm. I mean, okay, first off. John and I have watched a lot since, like, in the past couple of months. Like, we've watched Age of Ultron, and we watched um, Civil, War. Civil War. I, on my own, watched uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, oh, sorry, Captain, Captain America. America and the Winter Soldier. And we just watched Infinity War. And we were going to watch The Avengers. But then we were like, maybe we should just watch Captain America. Um, and I think this is just such a good one to go back to because, like, like when we talked about Iron Man, it, it's going, you know... It's so interesting to to watch something like Infinity War and then go back to phase one of Marvel and just see how much things have changed and how they've grown, but also to see like what did they what have they always done well yeah. and how did they build these characters. You know, I would it's arguable like we've arguably seen like the biggest story arcs that like have got from their start to their finish would be 
Captain America and Iron Man because Thor, we're obviously not done with Thor and Hulk. They're not, their yeah. arcs are either like, are, are have been reborn. Yes. And so I think these two characters, it's like a, just a very complete, you know, start and finish to mm-hmm. where they have, uh, where they are. And so it's always, it's just great to see like that, yeah. that from the beginning. Um, the last, I can't even tell you the last time I saw this movie. Um, it's been about three years for me. I rewatched the entire MCU before Infinity War came out. So that was the last time yeah. I watched this. I thought it was Endgame that you did it while I was in Vegas. Oh, sorry. Endgame. Yeah, I did it two years ago then. I, yeah, I have not done a full rewatch of Marvel um, at all, ever. And Captain America has never really been in my, like, rotation of ones yeah. I watch a lot. Um, it's a commitment, for sure. It's good, but it's a commitment. It's, so, it's weird. It's one of the shortest MCU movies, but it feels very long. That's, there's just so much that happens. It's such a, yeah, there's it's such a, a big length of time. Um, I think the last time I saw this had to be at least five or six years ago. Okay. I I can't remember. Yeah. I watch Avengers pretty regularly, but not this. Yeah, I like I'm similar to you, even though I've rewatched it more recently. This is not in my rotation, and I don't think this is a bad movie. Just compared to the rest of the MCU, it feels very different. Like it feels very small, I guess. Like this like he does save the world, but like the stakes feel a lot different. Because it's more, like, it's more human. Well, I agree, but I think that's the point. Like, I mean, so I just listened to, we when we did Justice League, I listened to my, one of my favorite podcasts, How Did This Get Made? And John should listen to it first, but I love that podcast. And they, talk, they're like nerds, like comic book nerds. And one of them is a really big Marvel nerd. And he taught, and he made like this really good point that, the difference between Marvel and DC is that DC is about gods mm-hmm. and Marvel besides like Thor, but like Marvel is about like human, like superheroes that are very human and they're dealing with human things. And so I think that's, what's great about Marvel that Marvel Cinematic Universe is they really did start and build these characters on um, being very human with human dealing with human issues, human faults, um, human, like, you know, evils that are very, that are not, they don't start as these like extraterrestrial, like, you know, mm-hmm. godlike evils. They're very, you know, obviously they're they're big, but they're not like mm-hmm. all encompassing. So I like that it's really human. I think it builds a really good like base for Captain America. But before we get into that, I could go on and on. I think it'd be good just to get the synopsis. Yeah. Um and do that before we start getting into it because I have a lot of, I feel like I have a lot of yeah. Things in my mind. Um, okay, so Captain America the First Avenger is uh, the first Captain America movie. It was turned into a trilogy. Uh, now it'll be four with a new saga, but that's beside the point. Um, it's the origin story of Steve Rogers as Captain America. It follows Steve's transformation in 1943 from a brave but small man in World War II into the face of America's super soldier program. Steve helps to win the war and bring down the villainous Red Skull, who is the leader of the Nazi Germany's Hydra Division. Um, It stars Chris Evans as Captain America, as well as Tommy Lee Jones, Hugo Weaving, Stanley Tucci, Sebastian Stan, and Haley Atwell. It was directed by Joe Johnston and produced by Kevin Feige of Marvel Studios. Joe Johnston um, got the role because he was the special effects director on the original Star Wars trilogy, um, which was a very practical effect-heavy series that helped you know defi- like revolutionize filmmaking and that was like 
30 years before this came out, he got that because of his work like 30 years ago. It was kind of like a bold move at the time. Uh, it was well received by audiences and critics, but not as well as the rest of the MCU. It received an 80 critic score and a 74 audience score. The budget is kind of unknown, somewhere between 140 and 216 million because of a very tenuous production that lasted like 14 years and it grossed $370 million. So not as financially lucrative as the rest of the MCU, but still profitable. So I guess my question is like, when, how does this, you know, when you're saying rest of the MCU, are you talking about everything after, or are you talking everything that came up until then? Like phase one only. Both. So like Iron Man made a ton. So like the ROI on this is about two times its budget. And even the films before it, like were higher than that. And, like, Thor and The Incredible Hulk? Yeah. The Incredible Hulk? Uh, Incredible <laughs> Hulk, I have to check. Um, give me one second. Like, I do know that, like, when when Thor uh, so, when Thor came out, I know it was, like, big, but then it kind of fizzled, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Incredible Hulk made 264 on a budget of 137, so about the same. Okay. But, uh, sorry, I mean more in comparison to, like, Iron Man. Like, Iron Man 1 and 2 made a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and Captain America was viewed as a more lucrative property. And because uh, Captain America was a more popular was more comic popular. book Yeah, character. so I don't mean that it wasn't financially successful because it has been. All of Marvel's been financially successful. However, compared to their expectations, it made less than they, what they were expecting it to make. Still above what they needed to pay back Merrill Lynch, which was kind of their whole financing thing when Marvel was bankrupt and stuff. But it wasn't like this massively... It wasn't this cash cow that they yeah. thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, when I look back on it, this definitely, I think this Captain America movie was definitely, like, a stepping stone. Yes. Um, For them to get to Avengers. I don't and think Avengers can be as good of a movie without this. I don't think you can just throw Captain America right in there and be like, hey, well, here's Yeah, Cap- that would have been Justice League. Yeah. Like, what? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I really do think that this is... You know, it may not be like the best, um, but I do think it's a great stepping stone to where they're going. And it really did build Captain America. You can't, and like we said, you can't build Captain America off. You have to like take that character development slowly because he is such a popular comic book character. And that could be why maybe it didn't do as good because his story is like more well known than, than others, like than Iron Man Mm -hmm. and, um... Thor and like obviously, obviously the Hulk has always been like a popular, a very popular yeah. MCU, but like it's just different. Yeah. So I just want to elaborate on the box office thing. This is the second lowest grossing movie in the MCU. Hulk was the lowest by about a hundred million less, and then this made a hundred million less than Thor. Wow. Okay. So like this was this wasn't a bomb. No, it wasn't um, a bomb, but it's definitely not like yeah. the most popular in the yeah. MCU. Yeah, so just for context. Um, yeah. Now, granted, pretty much every movie since then, like, the biggest disappointment, if you want to call it, is, like, Ant-Man. Ant-Man didn't make a ton of money, but... And I think, you know what, why I think that is? I don't think they did, if we're just going to sidetrack on Ant-Man, I don't think they did a very good job of marketing Ant-Man. No. I I was not interested in Ant-Man. And then I watched it, and you're like, this movie is awesome. Yes. But I don't think that they did the best job that they could have done 
mm-hmm. with making people interested in Ant-Man. And also, I feel like Ant-Man kind of came at this time where there was all these other things being sandwiched in there with the MCU. It was, it was like a couple years after Age of Ultron, and it was kind of like... Oh, Age of Ultron, didn't people didn't really like it, yeah, so... Yeah, but it was a thing that, like, we're going weird with Guardians. We're, we're going, like, super gritty with Winter Soldier, and Ant-Man was just kind of here. Yeah. Um, And I do think, too... As someone who loves Ant-Man, before we get back on topic, I think that he works much better in ensemble movies because Paul Rudd it plays off of other people so well. Um, yeah, like, I think I would rather watch Ant-Man and the Wasp than I would watch Ant-Man. Yes. And I would rather watch Ant-Man in Endgame. In Civil War, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think he works better as comedic relief, even though Paul Rudd is a leading man. It's kind of how I feel about Doctor Strange, too. I think Doctor Strange works amazing in team-up movies. Even though I like his movie, I I just, it's an interesting conundrum with some Marvel stuff. Like some properties, even though they deserve to have their own movies, I think just general audiences don't like as much. That's a story for a different day. But again, I think, I'll just circle back. The commercials that they put out for Ant-Man, I just don't think it did it justice. And it made it look very strange. And not in like a Guardians, like this is badass, weird way. It was like a weird, like... But like more family friendly. Yeah, that's we'll, what they were. Tr- that's what the marketing seemed like. We'll have to do Ant Man one day because it's a fascinating production. Yeah, they they switch directors halfway through, and th- there's some weird, weird stuff with that movie. But let's get back to um, Captain yeah. America. Um, so one thing just right off the bat, this movie has a sneaky huge cast. Yeah. Um, the fact that Tommy Lee Jones is pl- <laughs> like one of the greatest actors of. Last I, century. You can't not love whatever character Tommy Lee Jones is. And he like plays kind of the same character he, every I, time. Yeah. It's he's like, not acting. He literally, it's like the same character he plays in Man of the House yes. and that he plays in Men, Men in Black. Black. Like it's like the same weird, like witty and like, I don't yeah. care, like nonchalant kind of guy. It's just how it is. Yeah. I just like, I, I know that he's in this movie and the other guy I feel about this is Stanley Tucci. I know they're in this movie, but every time I turn it on, I'm like, oh my God. They're yeah. in this. They are just so enjoyable. Tommy Lee Jones has some of the best lines of the entire movie. Like when he talks about like bribing senators and like, like I'm not gonna kiss you. <laughs> like when when he tells the guy like he's like, oh, aren't you gonna kill me? And he's like, well, I bought you dinner. Like <laughs> like he just has all these little one liners that are just like so Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Uh, it is it is fantastic. Um, but I mean, I did tweet this yesterday, f- the day we're recording, but like. Anytime Stanley Tucci shows up in something, I'm just so happy. Uh, my fun fact about him in this movie is that he only did the part because he never got to do a German accent in a movie. And they were like, you're going to play a Nazi scientist. And he was like, do I get to do a German accent? And they said yes. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> that's all he wanted. He just yeah. wanted to do a German accent. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, there's so many big names in this. And honestly, like, it's crazy to think, you know, before we get to, like, plot, we can talk about casting. The names that were supposed to be it, that yeah. could have been Captain. So I guess I think this is like good as time any. So there is a lot of backstory to like how um, Captain America, how Chris Evans became Captain America. So he initially, he turned this role down three times because he was worried about what it would do to his personal life and his career. I think this kind of came like right after. This kind of came, this came after, you know, a couple years after Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four. And which wasn't that great. It was like, people liked it, but it wasn't, 
a huge success. It was a it was supposed to be a franchise that dead ended. Yes. And he had been in a couple of things like that. And I think that he didn't want that to happen again. Yeah. Um, and he eventually said yes because they offered him a nine movie contract to go six. with it. I saw nine. No, it was six. It was a six picture deal. Okay. Fine. Six a six movie contract. Um, and he was under, he took a pay cut to be in this, um, from like what he'd been paid before as a, and so it was a huge gamble for him taking this if it bombed and, you know, didn't end up working out as Captain America. But I don't think Marvel would ever let that happen to Captain America. Like, well, so yes, but you have to take into account that Marvel at the time this was made is much different than Marvel now. Oh yeah, but they still... They still had, obviously, they call it Captain America the First Avenger. They had Avengers on the mind. Like, they knew that well, that was coming, and they were banking on this This being, they needed uh, They need Avengers to be successful. The reason that was the title, actually, is because they gave foreign markets the option to name it just the First Avenger if they had anti-American oh, sentiment. interesting. It was more of a marketing thing than Avengers thing. Okay. Um, this movie had to succeed for them to make Avengers. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. they they have that on the mind. Okay, so just to give you context, though, he was paid three hundred thousand dollars for this movie. In Age of Ultron, his salary bumped up to six point nine million. And I believe Age of Ultron is the movie that him and the other core main cast members, when it started to be a profit sharing thing, yeah. too. Because I know for Endgame, they all made about seventy five for yeah. the the main six. So, um, the other so because. The the director just knew that he wanted Chris Evans. He knew mm-hmm. that it had that he wanted to be him, that it was going to be him, and that he didn't even need to audition at all. But obviously, there was a lot of <laughs> and the, like you said, it was a huge process getting this made. It took a while. Yeah. Um. There was a whole slew of people that were considered, and there's yeah, like um. Sam Worthington, Will Smith were in the early talks for Captain America, Garrett Hedlund, Channing Tatum, Scott Porter, Mike Vogel, Sebastian Stan actually originally auditioned mm-hmm. for Captain America. Uh, two of the really big considerations were um, John Krasinski, mm-hmm. which I could totally see. I think out of all of those, I could see him yeah. more, but I think that's maybe just because of Jack, because of, um, Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. And then... Um, what's also interesting is before they got Haley Atwell, they were thinking about having Emily Blunt pay, play yeah. Agent Carter. Yeah. So wouldn't that be so funny if the two of them were like with each other? Were mm-hmm. they even like with each other at that point? I think so. Yeah, they were. They were uh, together. I don't know if they were at that point. Um, and like Alexander Skarsgård was also yeah. like considered. So there, there are two names you actually left off of there. So the number one choice, I don't know if you've gotten to it yet. Were there more names on your yeah. list? Ryan Felipe. Felipe? No. Chase Crawford, no. Michael Cassidy, Kellen Lutz, and Jensen Ackles. Those okay, the two. so Jensen Ackles was who they offered the role to twice, and he said no because he didn't want to leave Supernatural, like the CW show. Um, and it's funny, he's about to be on The Boys playing Soldier Boy, who's their Captain America. Um, but they also uh, read Wyatt Russell, who is the new Captain America, or who is U.S. agent mm-hmm. on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He read for the part two, and he was in the final four. Yeah. But I think that, like, they always, it seemed like they always knew they wanted to be Chris Evans, which I think was, like, yes. the correct choice. I think you can't, <laughs> in my opinion, you can't not love Chris Evans. And anything he is, he is so charismatic yeah. in the most, like, non-douchebag way. Like, you're mm-hmm. like, this guy's hot, but he's not, 
too smoldering hot like to be like ugh you would be a dick like no yeah. he is like, like he seems like just an all-around good guy i mean he is a good guy we know people love this he is the best chris once once a week once a week on twitter a new story will come out about something that chris evans does like nonchalantly in his personal life like the one with like, uh the one with lizzo like i was dying yeah, like and like stuff just comes out and you're like yeah i can just see that he's like, like the best person yeah chris play. evans is there's no other person to play captain america because of like he's the most captain america of any <laughs> also i'm calling my shot he will play captain america again there's no way he doesn't just i want that on the record yeah. in like 15 years so um <laughs> Yeah, but I, I mean, it's a good thing that, that he ultimately decided to do the role, one, for his career, and two, just for Marvel as a whole, because, like, they nailed these castings. I think he, in pl- the other thing is, like, he just plays so well off of Robert Downey Jr., yes. like, as Iron Man, because their personalities are so different in the films, and they do, they just play off so well mm-hmm. uh, together, and, you know, I just, you can't imagine any other pe- person in these ro- roles that are just so iconic and... Um, just did so much for him. Like he, he's going to be Captain America forever. Like that's what he's going to be seen as. And I think that it was the right choice. Now, an interesting thing while we're talking a little different from castings, but so this movie, they, the production, we kind of mentioned it earlier, but, um, they started to try and make this movie in 1997. It flipped production companies. A bunch of different stuff happened. They actually Um, had a movie in 1990. This is the fifth Captain America movie. Yeah. So, um, a lot of confusing stuff happened where it changed studios. Ultimately, it was released by Marvel under Paramount before Disney bought them. Very confusing stuff. But do you know that the original, until like three years before the movie got made, the original director choice was going to be John Favreau, who made Iron Man? <laughs> like, and even after he made it, they almost gave it to him again. And it'd be wild to just be like, we're going to hand you the keys to everything. Yeah. Um, I just found that very interesting. But I think it's a good separation. I do too. Like, of what is Iron Man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think they're, we've seen that in Marvels. They do, they have a really good handle on like, who should be handling what movie yeah. now. Um, and they've like shown that for, Ca- not this, this isn't like, but the next two Captain America's movies are the Russo brothers and they're so... And, like, it just makes sense, yes. like, so much. And you can see how they, like, how gritty mm-hmm. it is and what they want from it. Yeah. Um, but I guess we can get into, like, other things in the plot. I think that the, like, the time pe- This is, like, their first, which is funny because they were going to do Iron Man as a time period piece. Yeah, they were going to do that in the 90s? Oh, no, no, no. No, they were going to do it in, like, the Cold War. Oh, in the Cold War. War. Yeah, the Cold War. Um, yeah. And so this is the first time period piece we have of, of um of marvel and like how interesting would it be if like iron man happened during the cold war and like just all these things i don't know it just have been so interesting it would would it have been like tony stark that was with you know i just think about those things i mean yeah. obviously we don't know because that's not what they didn't even have captain america probably was like a very distant thought in their minds when they made iron man yeah um but i think that they did the time period piece well you had to like Obviously, that's how Captain America starts, is in World War II. There were some weird things where, like, things just didn't look like the four is it the 40s? Yeah, yeah the, the 40s. 40s. Like, some things, like the World Fair didn't look like the from the 40s. Yeah, they walked this... costume... They walked this weird line between, like, like, this idyllic, like, futuristic look ahead, like, from their perspective. Well, and so I think maybe it's kind of like, this is, this is like, our past, but it isn't our past. Yeah. 
I think that's why they do it, where it's like, it's, it's like 99.9% your world, but like the 0.1% difference is what like, that's the difference between the Marvel universe and our universe. Um, but yeah, it is an interesting look because like for most of it, they do a pretty, I guess, authentic look at what the forties are. But then there's some stuff where it's like, whoa, you guys are like ages ahead of where we're <laughs> at. Like, and I get that it's comic booky, but like, it is a little, it kind of takes you out of it for a second where you're like, that's odd. And I agree. The costume's the biggest one. Like his costume looks way too. Well, it's like, it doesn't really change much from like when they actually update it. It's mm-hmm. not like it changes much, which I feel like there should be like, not a major change, but like a big change. Yeah. Yeah, there should be some redesign, not like he just, oh, I took it out of my 70-year-old closet and, like, I just wear it the yeah. same. Yeah. Um, but I guess we I, we do really do this with Iron Man, but, like, do you like his costume design? Like, once, not, not like, the propaganda one, like, the, <laughs> the, like, real one. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks tactical and... It's very it, practical, I think. Uh, yes. Good, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it, it makes sense. I think that, you know, and like we said, there's just so much that happens in this movie and i think that is like the one critique i have in it and like again they, they have to establish so much because they have to bring it from his humble beginnings to yeah. getting coming out of the ice and i do think they do a good job of like getting you to feel this connection towards him and why is he captain america i mean especially after watching falcon the winter soldier and you know what is captain america why what made what made steve rogers different from what's his name in uh john walker yeah what makes him different from john walker what makes him different from red skull and like stanley tucci's character says it's because he doesn't know power he didn't know he had to yeah. fight for anything he's had and he's just a good person and to yeah. continue to be himself and be a good person one of one of the best lines of the movie, besides when when he says "Why me?" and um, uh, Doctor Erskine says "Because you're a good man," mm-hmm. which he echoes later to Sam, which is why Sam deserves yes. to be Captain America. Yes. Um, but it's it's when uh, Doctor Erskine originally interviews him, and he's like, "Oh, you've tried five times to go to the war and like failed," and Steve is like kind of embarrassed by that and he's like i care about that the five times like that you like that you try that like well like, and that's you the whole know, thing is like he like, doesn't he, give up like yeah. you know that's the, the 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 iconic line of like i could do this all day yes and and like that's those the times that he says that are like burned in my memory like yes. when we watch this film there's just so many things where i'm like literally burned in my memory like i was watching it and i felt like i watched that scene a day ago like yeah. it, it you you just feel like you just know yeah there there are like five or six moments in this that like i could go the rest of my life and never see this movie and i could picture it one is when he's in the alley like it still is like mm-hmm. a little boy kind of getting the crap kicked out of him um two is when he comes out of the pod yeah like and he's and then, just did you know that Haley atwell so Haley atwell wasn't that part where she like grabs his chest <laughs> It's um completely improvised because that was the first time she seen him shirtless, and she was like <laughs> she was like swooning over him, and so that whole like her shot look of shock oh, is like funny. completely that's organic, organic, yeah, that's crazy. Which I thought that was really funny, but yeah. And then another scene that I think is like so great is when Red Skull is like, "Why are you?" Because he's so obsessed with like this. He thinks he's mm-hmm. a god, and he th- he thinks he's a genius, and that he's the one who needs to help the world, like. No, be... he doesn't want to help the world. No, he, he but just, he thinks yeah. this is going to like this liberate is liberate him. the yeah. world. Yeah. 
Um, and he says to you, like, he says to him, like, why are you, like, why you, why are you so special? And he's like, I'm not. I'm not. And that's the whole point of cats. And, you know, I think that's, like, what's just driven home in Falcon the Winter Soldier. Like, I'm going to talk about this a lot. Because I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the same thing after watching Endgame. You go and you watch Iron Man. There's all these parallels. I think that's kind of how, and we'll probably continue to see that. Like, you Mm -hmm. like you said, there's a parallel of, like, Sam's a good man. Yes. And so we see that, like, this is not someone who wanted power. You know, neither Sam nor, um nor Steve Rogers never wanted power, but they felt the responsibility to do yeah. something about it. Like the whole thing, like, do you want to kill Nazis? Like, I don't want to kill anyone, but I don't want, you know, I would yeah. stand up to bullies. So I just think it, they do a good job of like, of, um, of building his character. Although I don't think they do a good job of building other characters as much. And like, I don't feel any kind of attachment to Peggy. I, I feel like I should feel sadder when Bucky dies dies in quotation marks so i want to talk i want to talk about bucky for a moment so bucky is unabashedly one of my favorite mcu characters he is complex as hell he has like maybe the most tortured past out of anyone in the mcu but you're right in this movie like and i guess i need to take one step back when this movie came out I knew nothing about Bucky. I knew I knew nothing about the Winter Soldier. I did not know that he also became a super soldier. I knew nothing about no, him. No, no, no. Um, when he died, I thought he died. Yeah. And, and that's why when Winter Soldier came out, I was like, oh my god, like, this is insane. Um, but I agree in the sense that they don't really make you feel for him. Like, in watching in hindsight, it's like very obvious that he's not dead. Like, well, yeah, it's they move on so quickly, and yeah, like, the, you don't get this time to like grieve over his best friend, the person he like yeah, loves most which, in this world. Which, in most superhero origin stories, that's like your that is like your final inciting conflict, where it's like I am, I am fully in, like I'm gonna snap into the character, like whatever. But it's weird how quick they just glance over it. It's like, oh, he died, and we're gonna give this guy asylum that killed him. Like, okay. It's, it's just so odd. Yeah. I And I think, you know, part of it is that they, like, knew what they were going to do, although... Well, uh, but I so also Sebastian just... Stan, I read this, when he signed on, it was a four-picture deal immediately. So, like, people who were in the know, like, people who knew comics knew that, one, he was yeah. going to live. People who didn't, and they're like, oh, Sebastian Stan signed a four-picture deal and his character died. There must be something up with that. Yeah, and, like... You know, it's just different, but it's so different from, like, when you see... And obviously, it's a different relationship, but, like, yes. when Killmonger dies in Black Panther... Yeah. That's, like, um, a drawn-out emotional scene yeah. that you're, like, just overcome with emotion. And there's other people that are like that in the in other movies, but and that's maybe, the first one that comes to my mind. Maybe that's just kind of a symptom of Marvel being so early in their movie-making process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where maybe if this movie gets made today, that... Or not even today. Maybe if it gets made three years later, they just have a better well. Task and I think on some of it was it also like a. I think they were also trying to do like the war thing. Like it's like you know we got we got to move on. We have a war to win, yeah. and like Bucky and like you know like Peggy says she's like Bucky. If you respect your friend, you will respect his decision to follow you. Yeah, and that wasn't your fault. He he signed up for this. And yeah, this, this was him fighting for his country. So. That's probably part of it, but I did feel like there were just these other characters I just, like, didn't get this emotional pull towards. Yeah. And, you know, and I also could be, you know, I'm seeing this after seeing all these things that I have this, like, 
you, maybe even Captain America when I first watched it. I remember watching this in theaters and really liking it. So I, I do know that. I know I really did like Captain America and I liked Cap, like, I, I really liked that origin story and I liked it more than I liked Thor. I mean, I loved Iron Man, but like, I, li- yeah. I knew I liked it better than Thor. And I, re- I didn't see this in theaters, but I had the same first impression. I did not like the first Thor when I first saw it. I've come around a little bit. I think that it, it is. It was like, me. never like I like didn't dislike it, but it was, I, again, I was kind of like, no, no, Thor is. It was when dumb. Like they, I just felt like the who, did did Joss Whedon do that? No, that was Kenneth Branagh. Oh, okay. So I just felt like the the dialogue and the like plot in Thor was really weak. Well, like so they they just did, played on him being dumb. I think Thor is a movie more than any other in the MCU that when you go back and watch it and you see what Thor has become, it's just very disappointing. Yeah. And I think that it is aged very poorly because we've seen other people look at Thor and be like, that character should not be what it was. Yeah, I mean, they're just playing on the... Du- like, I think when you look at two mo- A movie that could be similar to that is Wonder Woman. Like, the whole, like, don't don't understand Earth and, like, yeah. you know, thing... Not Earth, but, like, don't understand America and things like that. And I think they play off Wonder Woman in a more, like, sincere... It's not the best, but it's, it's still kitschy and, like, kind of corny at times. But they do it in a really good way, whereas, like, yeah. Thor is just, like, he's dumb. Yeah. Like, it, and then, the, you know, they play off that, and Ragnarok is like, you're the dumbest Avenger. Like, you know, all that stuff. Well, I once again, we're getting way off topic. But, yeah. like, Ragnarok, they do a better job of understanding, like, comedy and less dumb... Yes. Instead of like, this guy's dumb and there's no point. No, it's, it's, he has, he lived in a different world. Yes. And so it's a different experience. Yeah. Not that this guy is just a dumbass with a, with a strong dumbass. Like that was yeah. more so like, he was like, I'm strong. Like it was just like, it was Hulk in Thor. Like that, it yes, was just exactly. stupid. And it's, it's, it's the example of why like Thor probably always should have been written by a comedian instead of by Kenneth Branagh, who is like a classic director. Like yeah. that just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. And I think that Marvel has kind of admitted that yeah. to maybe not publicly, but like they Well, and again, it. I think it's you know you go back and you look at these films, and I think I don't judge them. I'm not like oh this is a bad movie. I think, but you see how I think it's like just great to watch them because you just see like where we where where we are now yeah. compared to then. It's just it's completely different and it's changed. I mean, like Marvel has revolutionized like how you do superhero movies they have created a form i'd go a step further i'd say they've revolutionized blockbusters yeah that's true too. or just franchises yeah i mean we we they've come to this point where it's like you can't just have like a few funny lines like there has to be like a comedic yeah element like it has to be a strong comedic element there has to be amazing action there has to be like they they know that they get they're gonna hit every single thing no matter what and it may not be your favorite marvel movie like we were john i was just talking about this before you know is captain marvel like my favorite marvel movie no but do they hit everything yeah yeah well you know like what they mastered is you go in and there's a baseline they're gonna hit that baseline Mm -hmm. how far over that baseline they go that's up for your interpretation i mean it's the same thing that happens with pixar like pixar they they had some missteps but like they're gonna do what you know yeah. Pixar is going to do. They're going to make they're going to make an 8 out of 10 every time. They might make a 10, they might make a 9, they might make somewhere in between, but they're going to make at least an 8. Yeah. And you can't deny that. And who's going to raise the bar? None other than themselves. Like they're yes. not there's not really going to be anybody else that's going to like take the cake from them. 
Correct. Marvel's not really in competition with anything no. else. Unless DC really steps their game up, but they not. Not even DC. I mean, like, I don't, I honestly don't know what Marvel competes with. Like, <laughs> Star Wars, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Or that... like, like, Fast and the Furious. Like, no, it sounds <laughs> ridiculous. Say... That sounds ridiculous. But yeah, like... but I would say more so Star Wars. Like, Star Wars, I yeah. think, is Marvel's biggest competition. But it's not even a competition the because they're studio. both well, Disney. The same Disney, yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, But I, I think there were a couple other things we wanted to touch on from this movie um, I, I was trying to remember because we talked a bunch when we were actually watching and I didn't write down any notes. Mm -hmm. So that's a little problematic. But, um, in terms of like specific plot things, one thing that's always bugged me about this movie is that like, so Hydra, they're all Nazis, mm -hmm. which they distance themselves from in, in a very interesting way that like they're Nazis, but then they split off because they're, they're better than Nazis. Um, but they just like, use the Nazis yeah, for their power yeah, to get where they wanted to go. Um, but they are all German, and they all talk in English to everyone else Which, in the movie. Well, but the thing is, like, I like how they distance themselves because, like, the whole thing with we see in Winter Soldier that Hydra isn't just like something. No, about, it's not. It's. It, I mean, Red Skull says, "I see a nation without flags." Hydra is an international world organization yes. they are everywhere i totally get that and i think that's really cool but again if they're gonna do i think that yes i agree with it it shouldn't they shouldn't all be german if once yeah. they once they separate themselves from the nazis and you're like oh shit they're not really yeah they're not nazis they're 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 the separate thing they they're using the nazis it would have been really cool if they had other yes national like other races and nationalities in there than just and that would have made them all speaking english a lot less confusing yeah, like it's just it's it's just weird when you're told okay johann schmidt he's like the third highest he's in hitler's inner circle all of his scientists are german everyone's german but like we're gonna speak english and anna was like well you know it's early on in marvel they don't want to do subtitles i'm like yeah i get that but like they're also trying to make a period piece to a degree yeah, no. and like People can read, they don't talk enough where you can't read a few subtitles. And like, I had also brought up the counterpoint. I'm like, in Iron Man, they use subtitles all the time because his terrorist organization, yeah. like, none of them but speak But again, English. that could be like a director's choice. Yeah, it, it's just a very, it was an interesting choice. Yeah, from, no, I agree. I agree with that, for sure. Um, But I, I think, kind of just like my last overarching thought is um, the end of this movie is rock solid like really the last 10 minutes of this oh my god badass incre incredible just like tie the ribbon on it i think what's like so cool is like you didn't know unless you knew like, like you said unless you knew about captain america beforehand like you're watching this you're like oh it's the first avenger and like we didn't really know that like avengers was coming and he dies and you're like sitting there for 10 you got like 15 minutes left in this movie and they do like, so like they do start the movie with finding the shield yes but, but they don't give an indication that he could be alive and, yeah and you know what shame on me for when i was younger like i'm a big dumb dumb i don't read marvel comics like i don't know anything about captain america i don't know that he in the comics freezes for 70 years and then just wakes up i didn't know that well here's the thing did he freeze for 70 because like when these he in, freezes for in, different amounts of time. Yeah, because but in the movie, because in the movie they show the first, the first Captain Captain America comic. Did you see that? Like when the kids yes. are grabbing. That's actually that's actually the first one. 
Yes, that is the first one. So when did the first Captain America come out? Did it come it out? It came out in during the... World War Two. Okay, so is it when he, the him freezing was that when they revamped? I think it's when Captain they re- they rebooted him. So like Captain America, and if anyone who's a listener knows better than me, I might butcher this. Is kind of off the cuff. But it did start kind of as wartime propaganda mm-hmm. um, because Marvel, similar to how Disney made like war films, Marvel made war comics and it was, I mean, Stan Lee and um, his co-writers were very political. They were very, you know, pro-America, anti-war, all that stuff. Um, it did start as pro-America propaganda. And to my understanding, in like the 70s, that's when the whole like freezing and coming out thing, because they used him again for like Cold War and like for Vietnam and um, other conflicts. So um, that's always been, not always, but like in the decades since that has been a big part got of it, his legacy. Got it, Okay, I just didn't know because I knew that it, the comic like did so, originally come out in World War II. So an interesting fact is so like on the war tour when they do like the girls and like punching Adolf Hitler and stuff, that's the events of the first Captain America issue where he like knocks out Adolf Hitler. Got it. Um, so yeah, that, that, it, I've always found that interesting. I would like to read it at some point, but it's probably, like, not that good. <laughs> yeah, but it, the, yeah, the, the ending is, like, you're, like, amazing. Also, though, okay, I mean, it's really cool, like, the fact, and, like, John, you kind of brought up that, like, maybe that's what S.H.I.E.L.D. wanted, but, like, it's so stupid oh, yeah. that they know what year he died. He was in the war for at least a year. That had to be, like, a, like, at least six months so wouldn't you know, why wouldn't you play a, fu- a fucking Dodgers game? That he wasn't at. You know what day he went down. Yeah, literally, you do. You know what day he went down. You may not know what, like, time or like, where he was, but you could have just played a game from a week later. Like, I cannot believe they played a game. I mean, it was all for the plot, and, like, that's a really big thing where it's like, I was at that game and all that stuff. But it's just so stupid. <laughs> I mean, it might be a thing, though, that they didn't know so they may or may not have known that he was at the game but i agree they should have just picked one like a month later and be like hey you've been knocked out for a month yeah i'm not saying that they need to know that he was the game they they know when he went when his shit when his Uh, like but no no they have the files because that secret division became shield right yes so they the files were classified but shield knows everything they, they need to know about him uh, ideally they do yeah i mean no they definitely do because they have that exhibit they have the exhibit the, the steve rogers exhibit already exists mm-hmm. before he comes back it's it's there because well, everyone knows who captain yeah, america because is because he did the very public uh the, the yeah the people tour. know yeah. i mean it's kind of basically what they're saying is like the captain american comics were always a thing like it's like we lived yeah. in they lived in a universe that captain america was a comic and was a superhero and everyone loved well, him. and he was a propaganda piece for yes that. Yeah. yeah yeah that's true that's true it's just interesting. Yeah, it's just... Well, what's funny is in the original comics... So, Captain America was not the first Avenger. He did not make the Avengers. <laughs> he he comes into the Avengers later when the Hulk leaves. But the Avengers are who find him. Mm-hmm. So, could you imagine? Like, there could have been a scenario, if Marvel didn't do this right, where they made an Avengers movie before... Like, it could have... Guys, we could have had a scenario where it could have been like the Justice League. Where they, like, the Avengers come up with a plan to find Captain America. Like, that's like... Oh, they I, they could have. I mean, are you just posturing this? I'm just saying, like, imagine an all... 
alternate universe where that's what Marvel decided to do. Where Kevin Feige, that's what he decided to do. Instead of, like, having S.H.I.E.L.D. find him. You did bring up a good point earlier when we were watching. You said, why did Howard Stark stop looking for Captain America? I think that is such a... Because it when, like, when Tony meets Captain America, like, it doesn't really seem like he knows a lot about, like, how close they were. No, he does. He does, in, in but, one like... Movie, in, so, I think it's not till Civil War, but he, he does talk to Captain America. He says, my dad used to... My dad loved you. He used to talk about you all the time. But they don't address but, it till could, later. They didn't address it because he felt like he had to live up to Captain America. And he yeah. could have felt live up to Captain America, obviously. But, again, like, they don't, like, address that until later in the Avengers. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the first Avengers, like, why is there no, like, address... Like, addressing that, like... Kept, I, I don't know. I have watched Avengers a little bit and I didn't really pay attention to that. So maybe he does say like, Tony, like your father was a really like close friend of mine. I don't know if he says that in the Avengers. I think they make like a passing reference yeah. to like, I knew your dad or something like. Yeah. It, it's, it's weird. Um, it, We're, we're going to get to the Avengers soon because we really do want to talk about this. Um, That's a very interesting movie Um, yeah. that has aged in a very odd way. Um, Well, and again, it kind of brings up the... Not hate for Joss Whedon, but like, there's just we're gonna say well, let's save it for yeah. There's just I have a lot of thoughts about Joss Whedon and his punch ups. Yeah, um, I, one last final point I have before we rate and then move on to our list. Uh, something an incredibly small detail, but something I really appreciate. So this movie was scored by Alan Silvestri, who has done all of the Avengers movies except for the first one, I believe. But he did Endgame and Infinity War. It is so interesting how much of the Avengers soundtracks are actually Captain America mm-hmm. like pieces. Like so much, especially of Endgame and Infinity War, is just straight up Captain America music. Yeah. Um and maybe that's because the other Avengers don't have as much of their own, but it's really interesting to see how the music carries through too. Yeah. Um just another small detail. So I have two, before we get to rating, I have like two kind of just questions to pose. So we've already like kind of established that this um, probably isn't our like favorite origin story of Marvel. But when you think about like the progression of this trilogy, we really only have three and like one that's coming, becoming a trilogy. Oh, um, we have multiple becoming trilogies. Well. Guardians. Yes. Guardians is the one. Ant-Man has a third movie. Ant-Man. Sorry, I forgot they have two. But we have Thor, and then we have Iron Man, and we have S- and Captain America. Like, do you which of the three? Like, if you had to watch like all three back to back, like which one would you rather watch, and which one do you think like progresses in like the mo- in the best way? Because I I'm also gonna add what I think the best trilogy is of the three. I think in terms of progression, it's Captain America. Yeah. I think in terms of best, it's also Captain America. Yeah. Um, I agree. Iron Man. So. Let me break down each one. Iron Man 1 is amazing. Iron Man 2 is pretty good. Iron Man 3 suffers because they change directors, and it's just a very different movie. Thor 1 is good. Mm. It's okay. (laughs) Thor 1's okay. Thor 2 is bad. Bad. Thor Ragnarok is incredible. Yes. Captain America, the first one, is good. The second one is maybe my favorite non-Avengers movie in the MCU. And between Civil Bad and War Guardians. just killed. And Civil War is, it's not as good as Winter Soldier, but it's basically an Avengers movie. It's awesome. But it has more of a a Captain America yeah. focus. But like, I I just think 
that like this one has the best like if we're looking at like a graph yes like, it has the best like it looks like a you know, it's just a good straight, maybe not a straight line, but it's like very close to it. And they continue to keep the tone and you learn more and like rather than the other movies. Yes, you do learn more about Thor, but it's like Dark World takes a turn. Same thing yeah. with Iron Man 3. Like he doesn't. These movies bring you more about the character each time in a new light, in a new yes. way. And that's what I love about them. After, especially because I just like I very like um, recently has have watched both. Uh, Falcon, sorry, Captain America, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Soldier, and then um, Civil War. So yeah, I I also think too that um, what Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the show proved is that the legacy of Captain America and the themes can translate after the actor has moved on, which the other ones haven't proven they can do. They've tried. I mean, I think they're trying to do that with Iron Man and, and Spider Man, and I. I don't know if it works in the same way because of because Spider Man is inherently his own thing. Yeah, and I, but I think too, like you can't. I don't know. I guess I could have said that before. Like you can't replace Captain America, but I think that the thing is like what they're trying to prove. So Iron Man is Iron Man because he he is Iron Man. Like he you can't. No, no, I, like, I get like, that. Tony Stark is Tony Stark, and no one's gonna be a you know. And and the closest that comes to that is Spider Man. Like he he's I'm, sorry. Pro- I'm wait, not. Wait, wait, can you let me finish my thoughts? Yes. That spider, like Spider Man, is gonna have like his like that was like a father son kind of thing, and that's where we are. Yeah, and that's how it's gonna be. And I don't think there's gonna be another like Iron Man like in that kind of way. But whereas Captain America is like again like this, it's America propaganda, and <laughs> do I always love that? No, but it's more about like what are these ideals? Yeah, and how and like the fact that the ideals of Cap and the ideals of what Captain America means can continue yeah. to play on. And that is why I think like this m- is a better one to continue to change characters whereas Iron Man just doesn't make sense because he is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like sorry not to be like I am no, Iron Man no, no, but like no, I, it, there's just not really a way to translate that like yeah to another person. Yeah, I I guess you're making the same point I was trying to articulate but couldn't in that I just think that it's nice to see that the legacy of this character and the values can be changed the actor that's embodying it and the context and still make something well and this was done in the comics i mean yeah. is does i don't know about iron man but re- really is there any other person that becomes iron man yeah oh okay yeah there's there's a few actually there's characters iron heart there's um, a character, Riri Williams, who becomes... Uh, but were younger. they as popular as, like, these other... I don't know. In different runs, yeah. yeah. It, you know, it's it's weird with cinema because, like, we get attached to actors. But, like, I, what I'm trying to say is I'm excited most for the future of Captain America. Whereas I was a little skeptical. I mean, I'm really excited for the next Thor movie. But I'm excited to see a fresh take on Captain America yeah. um, that isn't tied to Chris Evans. Well, and I think, I mean, we're going to talk, um, in a minute we're going to do our top five and I like my top this more, but like it, I don't think that Fal, like it, I think in a different world, if Anthony Mackie wasn't Falcon, I don't think that Falcon would have become the next Captain America. No. I think it would have been Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier becoming Captain America. Cause yeah. obviously it happens both ways, but I feel that if it was no, if it was not Anthony Mackie and he didn't bring this same kind of 
weight to yeah. his character, then he wouldn't have been able to become Captain America. And so I think it really does, like, we get attached to actors, but again, like, the actor has to be able to fill that role and fill the weight of that, the yes. presence of that person. Yes. And he does it in a, a different way, but in, like, in that, so you feel that same um, charisma and... The same passion. Passion, yeah, that same, like, character. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, um, let's, sorry, we keep getting track off track um let's go to ratings um i'm gonna say that this is an 87 i said 86 okay cool on so, the same wavelength yeah it's it's one like i don't know the next time i'm gonna watch this movie i know i'll enjoy myself when i do but i'm not like tripping over myself to watch yeah. it i would rather watch winter soldier or watch yeah. civil war if yeah. i'm gonna watch captain america movie I mean, when we did finish, I was, I wanted to watch Winter yeah. Soldier. I was like, let's go. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that one, uh, I can't wait till we talk about that one. That one's incredible. Yeah. Like, such a good movie. But um, if you haven't watched Captain America in a while, maybe give it a watch. Give it's, it a watch. It's really short, too. I think it's the shortest MCU film. I think yeah. I said that earlier, but it's like yeah. just over two hours. Okay. So we're going to try to get this done as fast as possible. Um, so I'm going to try and cap myself and john at you get two sentences two sentences two sentences to just to say why you put a character where okay this is a really hard top five and i know we say that every single time but i have a very strong attachment to many many sorry um, let me explain this top five is our top five favorite marvel characters heroes whatever you want to say just characters characters and I, it's, it was one of the hardest ones because I feel like we have a very, like we said, emotional attachment to these actors as these people because some of it is actor for me, some of it is, you know, and, (laughs) and I think some of it was hard because I was thinking about what have I watched recently, which is a lot of Captain America, a lot of Falcon, Winter Soldier, and, and WandaVision. Um, but I'm going to cap, we're going to cap this, you get two sentences to say why. Um, And I'm going to give the qualifier. My list is... The tomorrow could be different. Like it, we took ten minutes. No, it we literally took, we took ten minutes to do this. Um, if you asked me by the time Anna puts the graphic together on Thursday, if you asked me to do it, I would not come up with the same top five. So I just there's a lot of characters I really like from Marvel. So yes, yeah, like I am just not ready. I'm not ready. Okay. Uh, and we're not doing honorable mentions because if we go for honorable mentions, I could go for days. Okay, because I had one honorable mention, but it's fine. Just because he has my, like, one of my favorite things the entire MCU, so I'll, I'll just get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> okay. My number five is Tony Stark. A.K.A. Iron Man. Uh, the man who started it all. I don't think the MCU works without this smug asshole at its center. Nice. My number five is Scarlet Witch. Um, aka uh, Wanda Wanda Maximoff. Um, she is quite arguably one of the most powerful Avengers, and she grows so much from the first time we meet her to where she is now. And it would not be the same if it were not for Elizabeth Olsen. She makes that character. Yes. So another casting that they just absolutely knocked out of the park. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of mine have to do with casting. So. Yes, mine too. Uh, my number four is T'Challa, aka Black Panther. Um, 
I was really torn between him and Killmonger just because they're two <sighs> they're two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. and like not as a cop out but I think that like having one kind of gets both of them <laughs> um but I mean you can't deny how incredible Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah, is. I'm going to say that I'm just switching my whole thing around. <laughs> I'm going to say that Black Panther also is my number 4. Yeah. It Chadwick Boseman is just kills it. I think that they take on a whole new the what he struggles with and the things that he has to go through um that Marvel shows in that movie is just such a different take than what we've seen in other um other characters struggle with and he what he did with one movie and the legacy that he built on you know children everywhere like just idolizing yeah. black panther is amazing and, and undeniable I, I think i'm going over my two sentences but like my biggest regret in like mcu watching is the fact that i was not able to see black panther Same. in theaters um it took us a while we were in college we were in college i just didn't broke bro- I, I, like, broke bitches <laughs> i i also like admittedly i was a little skeptical that the movie was gonna like work for some reason i i don't know why because the character i thought was amazing in civil war um but i it is just an incredible performance and it is heartbreaking that we will never get to see it again yes um my number three is a much different direction from black panther it is ant-man slash scott lang Anyone who knows me knows that I love Paul Rudd. Big Paul Rudd guy. I have joked many times that I want to start a fan club called Rudd's Buds. <laughs> um, the Ant-Man movies, admittedly, are like kind of the weakest things in recent Marvel. They're still really fun, but he just knocks it out of the park with every ensemble interaction he has, where I'm just like, I want more Ant-Man. I actively want more mm-hmm. Ant-Man. I struggle here. Um, mm, I have three different options I have to choose from for this theory. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. I... Did not make my list. Yeah, I was trying not to put it on there and pick something else, but I'm going to say it because... I mean, for context, not to cut you off, Spider-Man is the character that makes you sob uncontrollably. Yeah. Every time you watch Infinity War. So I believe Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, like, property ever. Um, I love the super, like, Spider-Man, the animated series, and I've always just been attached to Spider-Man. But he's not my favorite MCU, because we've just started. But Tom Holland is the closest that they've, like, they have created a Spider-Man that just makes sense, that just works, and that you feel, like, just so much joy from, and it's done so well. So I that's why i'm putting spider-man number three yeah okay my number two uh anti-hero of sorts uh it's loki oh my god and i know you're number one so this is so interesting um i should have put loki on my list uh, i love loki 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 is the only watchable thing about thor the dark world the only thing (laughs) more than thor um loki his run in ragnarok is I mean, incredible like, incredible like you finding out all the stuff that he did to his brother like pretending to be a snake <laughs> like he is just the best i am so excited for the loki show that is the most excited i am for a marvel thing coming up um 
yeah, Loki kills it. Tom Hiddleston is a tremendous actor who loves the shit out of playing this character. Yeah, so I, number two, struggled between the two Captain Americas really much. I think a lot of it has to do with just watching all of these so much, so I feel like it could change. I'm going to go with Falcon. Oh, damn. Like I said, I'm just going to just throw it out there. I've come to a new love for Falcon, not just because of the, the, the series that came out, but because I just watched... Winter Soldier and Civil War and like all and Infinity War over again. And his character just shines so much throughout those. And you just, he builds and just also knowing that like he got this part because he just, he wrote to Marvel so many times saying, I just want to be in a superhero movie. And it grows and you just, his, it just shines. He shines and it would not, Falcon would have taken such a back seat if it was not for Anthony Mackie. And the, just the care and, passion that he puts into that character i mean i also think that falcon has an all-time great introduction yeah in the mcu when he's just running on the don't, national don't, mall <laughs> don't you don't you do it don't you do it like it's just great he is so funny and like he brings that that sense of comedy but in a practical way yeah. to that film and he does that in everything he does yeah i think he him and Sebastian Sebastian Stan has also kind of come into that role as well. But they have that practical sense of comedy that's not forced. It's not like over the top. And you know, like Ant Man can be over the top and Doctor Strange it's, can it's be very silly. Like brotherly. Yeah. Um and now and I don't know I mean, we don't know exactly what Marvel's gonna do as we said before with like Avengers plans and stuff, but like I truly hope that they make Anthony Mackie, like, the face of the Avengers. Like, that he is their leader. Like, he is fully Captain America in the sense of, like, that leadership role. Yeah. Because, like, I think having him lead the Avengers would be such a tremendous thing for, just, one, his personality, but two, in terms of, like, representation and all that. Like, it is, I mean, he's perfect for Mm -hmm. that. He is fantastic. I wish I could have snuck him on my list, but my list is ridiculous. But I could have... Yeah, I could have I could have switched that though between mm-hmm. like regular Captain America, Steve Rogers. Like I, yeah. I also just like think they, like Marvel just does such a good time job making him like a pillar yes. of what he is, and he they never falter from that. It's never yeah. a question. Yes, my number one should be no surprise for anyone who knows me. <laughs> uh, my number one is Thanos. Uh, this is a Marvel character draft, not a Marvel hero draft. Uh, even though Thanos is the hero of Infinity War. Um, he is the he's the best character that Marvel has in the MCU. They took so many movies to build up his character indirectly and it finally paid off in two of the best Marvel movies. Um he is just a a physical presence on screen that has not been matched in the MCU. John has a crush on Thanos. No. <laughs> you want to be Thanos? Look up to no. it. Look up to his plight. <laughs> No, I just think that he's the best written character that Marvel's ever had. Okay. And Josh Brolin is fantastic. Josh Brolin is fantastic. Okay, my number one. When I think about this, it's just so funny how it's come to this point. I don't, if you asked me this like years ago, I would have like been like, hell no. This is my, this was, what I, why I think it's funny is this went from my least favorite Avenger from when you, you should tell me. No, not your least favorite. In that one, in the Avengers Thor is annoying. Less than Arrow Boy? Yes. This went, this, he went from one of my oh. least, okay, maybe tied, <laughs> to my favorite Avenger, yeah. like, over the course of how many years. Like, 
Thor, sorry, that's Thor. I should, um, Thor, and I think that's why I put him number one because his arc of where we've, where it started and where we're at now is amazing. And like it, the fact that it took them so long is such a damn shame to Chris Hemsworth and the, the genius that he brings to this role. Like they're in, and I just really don't like, there's a lot of people I think could never play it. There's no one that could play Thor as good as he does. Like it, no, I, I truly, I agree. Unmatched. Like there, there just cannot be, I can't even picture it. And I am so excited for Thor, um, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. I'm so excited for him to be in Guardians. Like he, it just keeps getting better. His character I mean, also, never stops. He also said that he's going to play this role till he dies. Yeah. He's a smart man. Yeah. And they're, they're never going to get rid of him. No. And like, it's, they have really, it was just a redemption yes. on their part. I think they did him dirty for a couple years. And I'm just so happy that this is where we're at and that, it basically like it isn't even like Thor. What in my opinion wasn't the third Thor movie. Thor, sorry, that was Thor, the first. Sorry, that was sorry. the first. Thor. No, what I meant is sorry. Thor Ragnarok is not the third Thor movie. Thor Ragnarok is the first Thor. Is the rebirth of the new Thor. Now, I have a question for you. Are you ever gonna rewatch the first two Thor movies in your life? Yeah, I th- I want to do a whole rewatch. Okay, but like if and also I guess it's too like if we talked about like our favorite um, Marvel movies, which, which we will at one point. There are. A couple movies that, like, any time of the day, any day, whatever, and you're like, let's watch a movie and, like, watch a Marvel movie and what do I pick? More often than not, I will say let's throw on on Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is easily a top five Marvel movie, in my opinion. If you take out Avengers, Avenger movies out of that, then it's, like, number one or two. I mean, it's better. It's better than every Avengers movie except for Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's in that conversation. Civil War. That's not an Avengers movie. That's I know, I know, I know, I know. I forget. Um, it, no, I agree though. Like Ragnarok is something. If that's on TV, I will. I will have that on the background. I. It's. It's the funniest Marvel movie. Oh my gosh! By by far, I laugh. I. It's hilarious. I have and like Guardians is like a close second, and like Guardians two are two like really yeah. hilarious movies. But Thor Ragnarok has me dying laughing on the twentieth time I've seen it. <laughs> I just love that for Thor Love and Thunder, the Taika Waititi is like, yeah, remember how you guys all hated Jane Foster? I'm going to bring her back and make her likable. I'm going to make you like well, her. Because Taika Waititi just, he's I like, love Taika Waititi. He just wants to, like, he's like, let me just prove y'all wrong. Like, you, yeah, you yeah. think, like, Thor can't, like, be good? Because I did not want to see, like, I was- I didn't see it in theaters. No, my parents were coming to, vi- came to visit me at college and we're like, let's go see a movie. And my dad's like, let's go see Thor Ragnarok. And I was like, Ugh, I don't want to see this movie. I was like, even the commercials looked good, but I was like, it's not going to be good. And then we go in and I was like, roll, like on the floor, basically laughing so hard. And I'm like, this movie is awesome. I will never, ever doubt what they do with Thor as long as Taika Waititi's attached. Yeah. Like, and they'll probably make like eight of them. And I'll love all of them. Like, this next one's going to kick ass. There are so many cameos that they've announced and stuff that's happening. Like, Matt Damon's going to be in it again, probably as, like, fake Loki. <laughs> um, Melissa McCarthy's going to be in it as, like, some cameo. Christian Bale's the villain. Like, Amazing. Oh, it's going to be so weird. I yeah. am I am so in for it. But I'm glad Thor was on your list. I wanted him on mine, but it just sucks because, like, half of Thor's appearances suck. 
But what I'm saying is like Thor Ragnarok on makes up for it. Yes. In tenfold. Like it, it, him in Ragnarok, Infinity War and Endgame just kill. It, it just like, he's yes. like, like if you're going to talk about like, like where people are on like mm-hmm. your like list and like, you know, how they're like stacking up. It's like, he starts like really low, like below a bunch of Avengers and, and all like, and other characters. And then suddenly it's just like, bang. <laughs> He just blows through the roof. <laughs> Wait, I have one question before we wrap up. Um, so obviously Marvel has three of the four Chris's. Mm-hmm. We had said before Chris Evans is number one Chris. Yes, is Hemsworth two? Hemsworth is two. Yeah, right? he got to be two. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, I, and then I think it's Pratt and then Pine. Yeah, I don't know because uh, I could see a few more. Like Chris Hemsworth does Thor for another ten years. I could see him being like the number one. Chris. No, but the number one Chris does not have to do with just their Marvel. I know it, number one Chris has to do with Chris in general, and I love. I mean, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans are like two of my favorite actors ever. Like just in personality and like anything hotness, all of that. They're the whole package. Um, but Chris Evans is like just he is killing it, thing Ooh. after thing. <laughs> I this parting thought, parting random thought. I need in one of the next. Two Knives Out sequels. Put Chris Hemsworth in that shit, please. He would kill it. Oh, he'd be so good. Just him and Daniel Craig just doing their weird... Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> Can Please, Ryan Johnson, please do it. Please. Okay. Well, um, that's enough Chris talk. That's enough Marvel talk. Um, we're going to wrap up now. <laughs> I don't have an effective way to do this that's not super awkward, but it's late and we've been talking for a while. So. Yeah, yeah. We have things to do, places to be, people to see. Um, but thanks for listening. Thanks for being so patient as we took a, like a bit of a hiatus the last couple weeks. I Oh, I guess this is a good time to talk too. So we had our hiatus, but then we were going to record an episode last week, but I got my wisdom teeth out and I couldn't talk. Yes. So, so it's been a crazy time for the two of us. And so we're just so grateful that you've been so patient and we're excited to be putting out some fun new content. And, you know, we're looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Please reach out to us. Anything. Um, we love hearing movie, from you. If there's a movie that's like kind of fun and in like our generation's wheelhouse that you want to hear us talk about, like let, DM us, us. Yeah. let us know. Like we're looking for fun stuff to watch. That isn't like, you know, brand new. We just yeah. want to, we want to talk about fun movies because it's way more fun when we do this. So. Yes. It's a lot more fun than talking about, you know, obviously it's great to watch critically acclaimed movies, but it's not always the, as fun as this where we can just go deep in it and get weird. Yeah. So we hope that you enjoyed it too. Um, and we'll see you not next week, but in two weeks for our next episode. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye. I know this neighborhood. I got beat up in that alley. In that parking lot. And behind that diner. Did you have something against running away? If you start running, they'll never let you stop. You stand up, you push back. You can't say no forever, right? I know a little of what that's like. To have every door shut in your face. I guess I just don't know why you'd want to join the army if you were a beautiful dame. Or a beautiful a woman, an agent, not a dame. You are beautiful, but you have no idea how to talk to a woman, do you? I think this is the longest conversation I've had with one. Women aren't exactly lying enough to dance with the guy they might step on. You must have danced. Well, asking a woman to dance always seems so terrifying. In the past few years, it just didn't seem to matter that much. 
figured I'd wait. For what? Right partner. <laughs>